You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. I'll, I'll ask the questions then. Oh, All right. you, can M- you can MC yeah. this part oh, of the. Oh, yeah. I'll MC this part. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I'm like done MC running things. Stuff. I I wrote this one, but on behalf of Murray. Thank you very much. What was, yeah. What was in the zoo at Tabrid Minor? I must uh, know. So, zombie animals. Who, zombie animals. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought so. Like yeah. just and all kinds plans, of weird and wacky plans. things. You're like. No. See the. I'll just. I'll say uh, what I'll say now. Uh, well, I'll, I'm gonna get into this in a little bit more detail later but uh, nothing not everything was fully fleshed out on tabard minor because there was it was too big uh, but for the for the zoo when you guys started talking about it then i started thinking about it and what would have happened was uh, as you were like on your approach you had been walking along and things started to get a bit more muffled a bit more quiet walking along and the, the ground's getting kind of sticky and you're like what the hell is this and you're looking around and suddenly you realize there's these huge webs around the place and then before you know it zombie spider oh that would have been so Ugh. cool yeah that would have been and good and then yeah get, then that. you know get into the zoo definitely would have been a zombie gorilla oh um, cool yeah, which or the I, space I mean, equivalent, a space yeah. gorilla. No, there, I think there's like gorilla type creatures in. Um, <laughs> That's the best kind. Yeah, but yeah, that's what would have been in the zoo. So, okay. Oh, I'm glad I know. Yeah. So. Um, Did you have maps or anything for any of these other locations? No, it was. Or on were a, you like preparing those? Basis. Yeah, yeah. It was on an as needed basis. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Next one. So. If you, if everyone casts their minds back to the earlier episodes when we were running errands, basically for Ferrari and Kildaren and you know dropping things off, and there was a bunch of interactions we had kind of on Castrovel, was it? Where the Akaton? No, Akaton. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, so the question is, could we have uncovered or learned more about Kaldaren's plan in those early episodes when we were mm. running errands for him? Like, was there was there NPCs we could have talked to or clues we could have uncovered that would have given us more of a clue about what was going on earlier? Uh, my straight up answer to this is I don't know, because whilst there was a, a story that you guys were playing through, you were playing through it in your own way, so I wasn't really, you know, I put the offers out there, and you know, you guys accept them, you don't, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, if you had a spent more time and if you had of Doug, I don't know, maybe maybe you could have. Like I I don't know. Mm. If we had spent less time joking about mummies and more time <laughs> trying to uncover the truth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um this next one was one this is another one from me that I'm I was curious about. I, I felt like while <laughs> we were traversing above ground in um in Tabrid Minor, you know, it felt like slow going. It felt like there were zombies everywhere. It felt like our cars were running out of petrol and we were getting blocked everywhere. And it was a, it was generally a hard slog um, going over ground. And then, Tom, I felt like 
there was this moment where you almost had to beat us in the face with a reminder that there was a subway and we were like, oh, we should go into the subway. And then it was like, oh, boom, we're in the fucking, you know, the uh, where the refugees are and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Was that a deliberate thing where it was like we had to get to the underground in order to sort of advance through or could we have kind of battled our way overground but it would have taken 70 episodes or something? Uh, yeah, you could have done like whatever you wanted to essentially it's you know the offers there i when you guys have your discussions and you talk about what you might want to do i listen to that and then put out offers that might relate to that so yeah okay um yes i mean yeah you you could have definitely gone overground and traversed it i'm actually part of me is disappointed that you didn't spend more time above ground because i actually have a very uh well i have two or three separate uh, random tables that yeah for what you can uh, run into or, yeah for things that you might yeah. run into some are dangerous some are not dangerous some are just like features and things like that so uh, I didn't actually get to use that all that much no, that was okay. going to be so. my follow up question to that like did you have anything specifically prepared for us to keep like traveling over ground no no it's just like the the, the idea was you would have passed by bigger things you would have seen stuff you would have encountered things like the story kind of would have just made itself up as you went along were there any other types of zombies mm, no just the ones that you guys were introduced to well mm. like were you I, gonna throw in other random like race space <clears throat> races you know oh yeah or like bigger mm. zo- like more behemoths or just Things that vomit on you or yes. throw their arms or something. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Uh, short answer, yes. Um, I have... Yeah, so th- there are a few <laughs> different types. So I've got some stat blocks here uh, as I named them. Uh, skeletal zombie, shambler, hunter, breaker, um, allied, Ben. Um, swarms. <laughs> um and is there a smoker in there is, did you just lift this all from left for dead <laughs> uh, no uh, yeah so th- th- there was a few different types um so say for example in the car park uh the fancy boy the fast one he was a hunter mm. zombie so yeah. like they're considered intelligent um you know they're they're more like uh, clickers in um in last of us yeah they won't know. just run after movement they'll actually Stop yeah, and, and they, they were, the situation. As you found out, they were actually quite deadly. Um, and there were certain areas uh, where you know that heat map I described in, yep. when you guys were in the refugee camp that actually exists. I have one of those. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah that's cool. And that's what that's I cool. would use when you guys went into a certain area. Then you would encounter certain types of zombies. So, yeah, that's and there was, very like, cool. Different swarm strengths as well. So, like the swarms you guys got in the car park, I think was only a medium swarm, um, but there was a large, and I think there was a gargantuan as well. Wow, that's like instant death party. Well, good good mm-hmm. thing we went underground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they can be pretty bad because essentially what happens is once you're grabbed, it's very difficult to get out, and as they move, you get pulled into the center. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, but then the benefit would have been if they keep moving, you actually come out the other side. If they, you know, they're going to attack you as long as you're in there. 
and but then you make it to the other side um and you can kind of get out from the other side yeah um but the closer you get to the center the more the damage dice increases as well yeah uh, yeah you guys That's luckily cool. didn't uh, encounter that at all but yeah that that mm. was a thing so I know this next question is one that we've asked constantly through the campaign and we've given Murray a lot yeah. of shit about. It's re- but referenced many, many times. Many what times. But has, for those it? who don't remember, when, <laughs> oh, we, when we took, relive it again, when we took <laughs> the job to deliver the medicine to Tabard Minor, the, uh, the job that was meant to make us all uh, filthy rich, uh, <laughs> as we were coming out of uh, drift space, uh, Murray got asked to roll... Some perception, uh, some perception <sighs> roles. Yes, Wasn't did. it during? It was like, I feel was it like during it was th- or three different we just times. came out it took of? Us um, like, no, that's when we right. Blew there was up, more than one yeah, roll. Like Dan, that's a really good because it took us like two weeks to get through the drift to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, you like I, I feel like you would you were asked at least three times to roll these perception yeah. checks, and each time and it all was of like them eleven, very low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very low. Might have only been two. Very low. But mm. but the the question is if uh, what would have happened if Mari actually got high enough perception <laughs> rolls before the ship blew up? Would we have detected it was going to blow up? Would we have somehow been able to save the ship? This is this. Oh, I, I know I said we'd said we'd get is, through some of these questions the quickly. Gets made, guys. But this is a <laughs> this is actually a really really big one, um, and not so much the content but uh, the implications for the uh, rest of the show so i'm not i'm not always a the world keeps on functioning as you guys do stuff i sometimes am but sometimes i'm not um you know in the sense that it's like oh well let's take a detour and go over here it's like well the bad guy's plans are still going it's like, yes, I, I conform to that. Absolutely, I do. But in this circumstance, I was so... I mean, it, it was essential to the story that you guys kind of... At that point that you were committed to going to the planet, you needed to be on there, yeah. right? And you needed yeah. to encounter this thing. So it actually would have been a completely different experience. Um, the timeline would have actually been different. And hmm. Wait, so hang on. So you're saying if she did... If the perception rolls are high enough, we would have had a completely different yes. timeline. Uh, so that's where, yeah, that's, where could planet, have, that's where it splits. Like yeah. the result, like that's not necessarily. She wasn't even looking for bombs at that point. It's just like the, the, whatever the like he's he had a DC in mind, and if she doesn't hit it, that's where the the that's where this branches off into a different yeah, timeline. The DC was probably so high because Tom. Wanted to run a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 when you guys are answering questions, I'll see if I can look for it and find it because they're spread across several documents. But I'll. Um, I, I don't I think we should give somewhere. Mari shit because I don't think it's Mari that that's the reason <laughs> oh, no, why it's, it's everyone chance, was man. on was on the on the ship. The reason why we were all on the ship that was bombed was because Dan made a choice not to talk <laughs> to everyone us. about a crucial moment that the the entire like crew had which was yeah. a the only contact that we had in the game aside from the one that got us the job warning us not to do the job and then not telling the rest of it like beyond anything it probably would have given Mari 
advantage on perception checks if she was aware yeah. that like something weird is up. But like that, yeah. no matter what, I, I like roles are roles. But like, but the active choice to me as like a player is like, no, who 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 we should be giving shit for crash landing is is Burson. It's hundred percent. I thought so it's too. Like, but there's no other. He gave world. me so much shit. We wouldn't have gone Definitely the shit, or we would have inspected it, or we would have dug further into it, or we would have done way more other things um, than just get on the shit. Like that's just yeah. We would have swept it or something. Especially yeah, about sure. that. But, but yeah. why do you think I have been the main? Like driver of the narrative that it's all Mari's fault. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I love bitch. about that? Do you know what I love about all of that the most? And I've remembered this, which is, as you all know, I've got no memory at all, so it, it said a lot. But um, I remember. I don't. I can't remember if we did it on mic or not, Dan. But um, when we were talking about it afterwards, you were like, guys. I'm really sorry. I've been fasting for like the last 12 hours because I'm on some <laughs> weird diet and my brain wasn't thinking and I was tired and grumpy and I just didn't realize what was going on when fucking Ferrari called me with the warning. So I, I love that the fact that you were on some weird like one meal a day, like fasting diet <laughs> set us all off on this path of not discovering the bombs on the ship. And well, then you I, just blame I'm... me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bitch. Convenient. Convenient scapegoat. Yeah, I, I, everyone needs a scapegoat, right? I, but I genuinely thought that, like, Ferrari was calling me, like, not even as a warning to say, don't do it because we're going to bomb it. It's like, we wanted the contract sort of thing. Yeah, but that you could have asked more questions. You yeah, literally or, were just or like. consult with the crew. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, that wasn't Burson's. That wasn't wasn't Burson's. Sure. Uh, Never. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> Mo. Uh, Modus operandi. Modus operandi. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't yeah. his mo at the time. It was. Yeah. I'm the captain. I make the decisions for the crew, and I want to make this money. So, and they'll yeah. benefit out of it. So, all good. Yeah. <laughs> well. Thanks, Edge. Making this call, whether my <laughs> yeah. blood sugar's low or not. Yeah. So, <laughs> how Tabard Minor would have differed. <clears throat> was you would have arrived and delivered the cargo, but as you deliver it to, like, the city centre, that's when the outbreak would have started and you guys would have been oh. caught in the middle of it. In the middle. Wow. As it kicked off. Cool. And that so would you would have been, been really cool. Yeah, so it would have been a completely different experience. Um, but as well, at that point, there would have been, like, a bit of, like, a like a faction as well. So like the rich Capaxi who are, you know, trying to be protected, they're getting all the medicine and all that sort of stuff. And then there's like a right. bit of an uprising happening because like the poor ones aren't getting their medicine. Shit. Um, so yeah, yeah so might got, we have been able to get off the so. planet? Might we've been able to get off the planet much faster because there was already ships all leaving and we could have just like jumped on a ship and fucked off sort of thing. Or had ours well, work. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's you're in the middle of a city. Why would there be an interstellar craft just sitting right there? You know what I mean? It's You still would have mm. needed to get to that. And I think it potentially would have been more difficult to move through the city because, you know, there's, yeah, there, there, it would have been mayhem. Fucking like, yeah. mayhem. Yeah. You know, the the, the opening like, scene of Dawn off, of the Dead yeah. versus, you know, season 10 of uh, The Walking Dead. It's... Yeah, trying to trying to survive that that day one just oh man that would have been insane. So yeah, 
Yeah. I I actually really liked the way it was introduced a bit more slowly. Because mm. like we crashed mm. we crashed out in the wastes and then we made it to that outpost and just like just the trudging the trudging down like through the coral and the sea like Yeah, yeah. The the way you described it with the green sky and then when we make it to the outpost and you can hear the sound of the the tarpaulin in the wind against the like the cyclone fencing yeah yeah just it's so vivid in my mind it's it's awesome and then like <laughs> you hear the the thumping inside the car and astro mm. opens the door and Burns <laughs> is like stop stop and then just starts <laughs> starts shooting yeah it's um i really enjoyed the introduction to it and i got so excited that we're on a zombie planet from that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too as soon as i realized it was zombie themed what was going to happen uh yeah. i was very excited too All i didn't realize it. how long it would go on for like not that i didn't enjoy it but I, I sort of thought oh this is like more like a minor stopover on the way to kind of some bigger shit but um mm. the way that it just that was like half of the half of the um Adventure. season i thought was quite cool yeah, yeah. Mm. um all right we'll keep going so <laughs> yeah i'd hope so <laughs> what was the original game plan for Brandon before we adopted him? Uh, before you adopted him, nothing. He just get off the ship and He's continue on his merry off. way. Yep, hang out yep. in Castrovel. See you later. <laughs> Can I ask what do people think of the fact that we adopted him? Do you think that was a good part of the story, or do you think that was just overcomplicated? It gave good RP moments. Yeah. Um, it, but I like it. It can be it can be annoying as a GM to play an NPC like that that's just it, constantly around the party. In the party, the yeah. the yeah. crew, because I, I I I don't we didn't really have a real like long convo when we created our characters prior to starting, and yeah, mm. I was really focused on playing someone because I just played in a campaign with Tom where I was like murder 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 like i will murder anyone <laughs> it was a home game right and so i was committed to in the new game to playing someone morally good won't kill even if given an opportunity like i would love to just resolve things peacefully um and just like a good-hearted person and when we jumped into the first few sessions it became very apparent that like we oh we we don't really gel <laughs> Yeah. As a crew, I don't know how we how how Tidy like got onto the ship and was kept on the ship. Either way, like he was there, and so when Brandon was introduced and then kept, it became such a thorn for Tiny because it was this young person that was so eager to do whatever the fuck the captain wanted, which was another vote for mm. mayhem, murder, like e- immoral things that Tiny felt that that truly pissed. I think like really like pissed time there was like this element of like well another person's against and this kid doesn't know shit you know he's younger than me or whatever and like he's just going for you know it just felt like tiny might have had like a an offer of maybe we could be a conscience or like uh, that might have been some kind of a push and pull but the minute it became uh three versus two or really three versus one and one abstention on most (laughs) most decisions it Mm. became so difficult i think for me as a character or <clears throat> uh, like you know like tiny being in there to like have that opinion because then it just felt like he was nagging and i and i hated i hated those conversations after a while when it was like 
uh, maybe we shouldn't do evil or murder or, <laughs> or stealing or some shit. You know what I mean? But so from my perspective with adopting Brandon, it felt so much like if it made it uh, for me, it felt like it made it harder to, to be, yeah. to yeah. be my guy in, in what I, what I was hoping to do and kind of made tiny compromise a lot, which kind of felt rough, but it was an interesting adventure to go on, like to feel like someone who, who's like trying to pull people into a direction and then not being able to. So it was an interesting experience, but it just, yeah. I think that showed up a lot in how I, <laughs> like how, how tiny, when I was mm. like tiny, uh, treated Brandon, which was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. like truly fuck you uh, for, you know, turning this into like a huge, like a super majority. <laughs> and also for like usurping a place of like, um, I guess youthful energy and all that kind of stuff. So there was an element of that that made me feel like, uh, you know, and I, uh, there might've been a world where tiny wasn't, uh, so morally like white hat, uh, in which he would have taken Brandon under his wing more and been like, let me show you the ropes, bro. Like I'm, I'm your big bro or some kind of shit like that. <laughs> but it just, it wasn't in, uh, I, it would have required a real retooling for the character from my perspective. And I don't think, it didn't feel, you know, right to suddenly be like, yeah. you know what, Tiny's down to murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because we really made these characters in a vacuum. Like, all yeah. we got yeah. from Tom was, yeah. uh, you guys delivery guys. Okay, bye. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? No, well, we got, I mean, we got he a great, we got a very good great document. We had a great world, world packet. <laughs> Uh, yeah. from Tom that explained what we were doing. I thought, like, welcome to Edgecar. It was really funny, really cool. Oh, loved no, yeah, it. Like, yeah. I totally yeah. loved all that shit. And, but then in that world, I even wrote to Tom, I, I wrote uh, my my job application to, to yeah, Edgecar. That job. was my yeah. character bio, was my job application. So into everything. Um, so yeah, we, we, yeah, but we did it independently of each other. So that was a very interesting mm. yeah. uh, thing when we first, our first session together, our first practice session, we're mm. starting to get to know each other. And then the real first get, first session of the, of the game, truly when we had to start making choices, it became very apparent that they were like, oh, people view our jobs differently. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Well, we did, yeah. um, we did two, uh, practice sessions. Yeah. So, which actually, the first one of which we played through uh, the first third of the Fly Free or Die Adventure Path. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And that was actually before Mark and Mari had their good mics. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, their audio Bang. is like real tinny, but our audio is good. Uh, and I still have that, but I don't have the original Audacity files, so I can't mess with I've only got yeah. an MP3 version, so it is what it is. Um, mm. I think like that'll be perhaps released on a, you know, maybe a future Patreon thing or something. Hey, who knows? Yeah, um, <laughs> if you want to pay for it, yeah, uh, but <laughs> you, can, you can get you this. Know, a bit of bit of bit of an Easter egg. Uh, but also, yeah. definitely going to release the second of those episodes, which was a when you guys went to uh, Verses. Yeah, the split and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the bar, yeah. and then there was actually um, some space combat in there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a fun yeah, I have no memory but of this place. Yeah. 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 Beyond everything to what Dan said, my heart goes out to Tom because it it is not fun playing a character who can mm. and does solve problems as an NPC, a DM NPC. It is, it, it's got to be struggling because it's like, 
oh, no one has mysticism? Guess what? This guy has, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he's a natural fit, but also like you don't want to be the one to solve your players' problems because yeah. then yeah. suddenly it's less like they're playing and more like you're, they're like living with you yeah. playing the game. Mm. You're, just, you're just forcing a story. Yeah. Well, I think that's what uh, it actually, that part of it wasn't actually too bad. There was only a few moments where I felt uh, at, at the risk of, you know, play, like steering for you guys. Uh, the fact that he was young and, you know, often ignored or made fun of made it easier to not like give an opinion or something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But uh, I, on while we're on Brandon here, because I don't know if there's any more questions about him. Uh, ben, there I have are. a question for you. Sure. Ooh. So, uh, obvious, not obviously, like as uh, I think the, the character of Brandon, because... You know, especially like when I handed him over to you guys, I had a, a large document oh, about how yeah, he felt about everybody. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Hey, I handed it over to you guys and they handed it to you, Dan. So like, that's a yeah. problem. Thanks. Mm. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, you do Man, good I was voices. struggling to keep up with one character sheet, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he was a, a legitimate character with, you know, thoughts and feelings and everything. Uh, and during the casino when you guys had that little fight in the alley with the androids and the two Vesk, mm-hmm. to me, that was a, a Brandon uh, and Tiny, because, I mean, Astra was, like, uh, almost going to go, but then you're like, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe this will be, like, a like a, a team-building moment. Like, maybe they can actually do this. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be a bit of an olive branch or something. But then Tiny just went the complete other way, and he was like, fuck off, get out of here. I you know, t- like, Tiny only did that when fight fighting when it looked like it was going to be a fight. Prior to that, I honestly think if Brandon Brandon never had never approached Tiny, and I think mm. Tiny was also just like so despondent at that point. I think yeah. by that point he really he went to the guy at the casino and was like, "I want to give up my 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 sweet i don't want to i don't want to i don't want perks i don't feel good i don't want to work for a crime boss i i really just want it to be like joe labor (laughs) not labor like joe do a good (laughs) job you know like rosie the riveter style you know what i mean like um and so going out on that thing yeah i think i thought i thought brandon might approach tiny and maybe he would too but then it became a combat and then if it was a combat tiny already was like he made the choice where like he should i don't know it's like i when i was when i saw that moment i saw him thinking i'm not gonna let this kid murder if anyone's gonna murder right now it's gonna be tiny and he had already killed so many people like in the recent like episodes he was like i'm not gonna let him be like what i feel even if he's if he he, in in my mind i was like he doesn't know the toll it's gonna take on him when he reflects mm. on this and if he can stop this from happening that's why he immediately was like get out of here you're dead to me if you don't because it was it was it was truly like you're going to you're going to be the thing i don't want to be right now and i'd like you to leave and then he chose to stay which i think infuriated tiny of mm. uh, this feeling of like i'm doing you a favor <laughs> and oh, okay. this right. might cost me everything to, to do you, you a favor yeah, yeah. Mm. but right. like that's truly where he was at where it was okay. like, and then he stayed and stayed and then even healed him. And it was like, I don't want to feel good after, you know, it's like someone like, like, 
like helping you when you want to feel like you he wanted yeah. to externalize that pain right with with being knocked down maybe barely you know like even if it was like nearly dying at that point or something there was an element of like let me deal with this and you get out like get out of this yeah. like ship <laughs> there's a um there's that reminds yeah. me of a poorly drawn lines comic where someone's like, uh, I'm mad. And someone's like, here's a solution. He's like, I don't want a solution. I want to be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just burns yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, no, that's, that's interesting insight. Thank you. Yeah. That's when um, I, just, I broached that subject with you of like, uh, maybe Tiny might want to apply for life to leave at some point. And it was also yeah. just a thought of like, he's not gelling super well with the crew. And these convos continuously happen where it's like, should we take a job? That's a major plot point. Which, like, I'm not. I'm not dumb. I I know. I know structure of TTRPGs. I know when Tom goes, the biggest job of your life is right like, <laughs> nah. on your doorstep. You know, he's like, not asking. Yeah, he's yeah, telling. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a moment where it's like I could arrange this for you, but then like the way it's described is is so the opposite of what tiny was there was an element mm. of like i could bring a different person into this mix you know that might be more suited and it's not impossible to write someone off of like a game they can show up later or some kind of thing you know and i didn't realize there was a deadline before we'd get marooned but um that's when i <laughs> that's when i hey. was offering like slightly i was like i i i like i like stuck my toe in the water <laughs> like hey what if i what what if i was playing someone new <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> One thing. Is all right. Back on stuck on no. a zombie planet. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had anything to say about Brandon yet. Let me finish. Yeah. Perspective, darling. Yeah. yeah well, no, it's more of a like a question because like we, well, time. It was Sawbones really that was like, "Hey, I've yeah. just watched you witness yeah. your wife, like wife die." join us like be one with us here i am being yeah (laughs) but but you and and um person both of you were like join us you know we're gonna we're gonna look after you we're gonna take care of you and then like the very next episode you guys are just hassling him and all three (laughs) of you were just giving him shit but it wasn't just like a little bit of shit it was like I didn't feel like hazing so much as like. I mean, hazing is just bullying. I agree, so. Mari. <laughs> yeah, it and was I just uncalled it, for and excessive. Were we all piling on? Yes. Did, Tiny was definitely Here's piling the thing. on. Yes. Here's the thing. Hey. Like Burson was, Burson was just like, yeah, okay, you can come. He wasn't like yeah, super Mar- enthusiastic about. Mark loves. No, you were like. Mark loves to like throw bombs into any situation. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. that's his game plan. So the minute yeah, that Mark realized that Tiny didn't want Brandon on the <laughs> yeah. ship, Mark was like, so "How true. do we make him on the ship?" I could feel it. There's yeah. a moment when Tiny you said, your "Tiny said, yeah, yeah, Tiny yeah, said, yeah. you're not yeah. a member of the crew because you haven't uh, like gone through the application process." And then that the immediate reply was mark saying i'll help you do it i'll sign the documents we'll get it like speed run. so like yeah uh, so that's why he was he, the push and then beyond yeah. that the uh mark, mark i think mark also liked the idea like i was like oh well, there's a there's a game here of let's shit on brandon so then mark's joining in and then if mark's joining in then like dan's joining in like because it's just a bit and so if you're wondering why we yeah. piled on tiny was mad Mark wanted to join into the like the throne shit, and I think Burson was like, "Fuck yeah, all right, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. But just that's like my you, take. Like, that's my hot yeah. beautifully. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. anything against Brandon. It was just fun. He was a no, no, he but was you, a you guys DM NPC. Did. We were able to just 
I no, agree. but like from a story point of view, like you had the whole like father moment with him about, you know, come on, kid, join our crew. You know, I'll look after you kind of dad like stuff. And yeah, then, I, I think yeah, that was then more you guilt were just because Anya Hill yes. had just been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, but yeah, it might have been guilt. But you've gone on this really beautiful sort of like touching thing where he feels like welcomed and loved and and finally like he's got a place where there's a father figure that actually wants him around right so he's just come from a planet where his dad literally doesn't want him around and and his wife has just died and you guys are like join us we'll love you we'll care for you you can be one of us and then you're just like get off the bridge you suck you can't do this you're really shit here and and as a as a character that was you know I, i just I couldn't see why that was happening so much, but I can see Neither that as, as, yeah, we, from a character learned, point of view, I don't get it, but from a Mark and Dan parent, point of view, I do. We learn to parent based on our experiences with our parents, right? And <laughs> Barry didn't have was a, a great bad relationship dad. With Barry his, sounded good, man. He was man. the best dad Barry ever. He was the nicest guy. Barry was yeah, good. Yeah, he was a nice you. guy, but from I agree, from Barry Bur- sounded from brilliant. From Takes it to the game. From Burson's perspective, didn't want to borrow it. And that's what he had. That's the relationship he had to base his relationship on with been a, uh, with Brandon. Been a short it campaign a if Burson didn't go to mi- uh, military school. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, uh, a, <laughs> I was kind of shocked for Burson. Yeah, it was a, it was I, a I fun was... moment for Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> when I was inviting Brandon on, uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff, that was totally just unplanned un, like, un, I was just rolling so with that was a real thing. seat of his pants kind of situation <laughs> total yeah. seat of the pants did not think that he would be with us for the next like 10 episodes or 15 episodes or however long it was like I would thought oh, Tom's never gonna let this happen and he'll fuck off or something like that but um, next next minute Nick, minute. <laughs> well, um, actually I think <laughs> he dies you know, on a zombie planet before you guys were one of the questions or something we were talking about was um, choices that you guys were making. I think it was about the information. Like, could we have gotten more info? And that when I said, I don't know, that's a prime example of that because I had just assumed that you guys, it would be, yeah, yeah, it's all real sad. Let's drop them off and off they go. Um, and then you just continue on with your jobs. But no, you guys want to keep them. So I'm like, okay, well. Good one, Mark. Let's just, <laughs> let's roll with this. And I remember I was on a hike with Kieran and I was like, they're keeping this fucking NPC what do I do? How, like, <laughs> I need, like, should I just blah? Should I blah? And, you know, we had this big talk. Um, and there was a, there was a world where I, cause I have different notes in one of the original notes. He, there was a, a world where after his death, he ascended and was in the same realm where Desna was. And like That's after the cool. final battle, wow. it's like, you know, Desna's there and you see Brandon there and he's like, hey guys. But um, <laughs> that was like a very early idea. Um, <laughs> but I think part of what stopped that was, I, th- I think for that, t- he would have had to have had a really close relationship with everybody on the crew for him to play such a pivotal yeah. role. And because of the razzing, uh, and the relationship with Tiny and stuff like that, it's like, I was like, I, I don't think it would fit to have him be that. So I uh, I still like the idea of him having a, a connection there. Um, and it worked out really, really fucking cool because, you know, Mari's all, um, Astra was all about Desna. And then it was, there was these beautiful moments uh, that these guys had. And it kind of, you know, put 
these characters on this trajectory, and it was it, was, it worked out really nice, much much better, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So enough about Brandon. Um, <laughs> this is probably the question I'm most excited about. Maybe 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 the second most. But okay. um, I want to hear from every player and Tom. What was your favorite role playing sequence from the whole campaign? Like when you think back of all of the just sort of like RP Ooh. that we had between ourselves, um, what stands out for you as your favorite kind of bit? And I'm going to start with Mari. <laughs> oh, there you oh. go. And I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have to be. Um, I, I just I have never laughed as much as the fart gag. In the Seren Ray, like for me, just uh, no joke. I forgot about that, yeah. I have not laughed that much in as long as I can remember. I just, I started crying. I laughed so much. And it's it's just the fart jokes for me were just hilarious. And I don't even think I could say anything because I was laughing so hard. That whole part was done without me. Um, that but was you guys hilarious. all just so sort of silly. like silly. <laughs> <laughs> we had to stop and walk away for like five minutes. <laughs> it was just so good for for me as a like a yeah that that episode Love left it. me feeling hilarious and and yeah. good Reach afterwards. Out. Yeah, it was very so right. So silly. The fact that the the priest was in on it. <laughs> It's so dumb. I love how we were wrecking ourselves for about 10 minutes of that as well. Like, it wasn't just a one-off. I'm laughing and thinking about it. That was a good one. For me, that was, yeah, yeah, that was definitely my favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. So silly. All right. Uh, Ben? I don't know, man. I think... The fart. I I think my (laughs) favourite RP moment was getting to listen... After it happened in an the episode after Tiny died, I just thought that was fascinating yeah. to listen to because I didn't, um, I wasn't there for the recording, uh, and mm. it felt super weird. <laughs> yeah. The way, yeah. Wait, sorry. What? What do yeah, you mean? The way the edit worked yeah. out was um, because of the length of the fight and the post sessions and stuff. So the the way the episodes pan out is the last twenty minutes of the fight. Uh, uh, there and like Ben's present for that, but then I edited it in with the yeah. um, part where you guys get into the apartment as well. You run away and get into the apartment, and I put that into one episode. Um, but oh. yeah, Ben wasn't actually there yeah, for was, all of that sequence. You know, that was fascinating. Right. And then beyond that, I guess for something I was involved with, I I really loved getting to uh, write those. Uh, final recordings and to yeah. share them with you guys. That felt really oh, nice. Yeah. Tom gave me the yeah. the ability to like say bye as a character, which was really nice. And then um, felt cool. Felt cool. And I thought the yeah. order was naturally because it was the order was in in your hands, Mark. <laughs> like you had literally yeah. the order you decided to go through everything. Chaos. And mm. you could have like deleted them all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could have yeah. done whatever you want. And it felt really nice to be able to share those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that, that too. Was a, that was a moment. For me. That's not my favorite bit of, of role play, but that's definitely up. That's one of the top two. Like, And the great that, – that's actually one of my favorite moments I've had in any campaign or, or role-playing game ever because for me, I know that you and Ben had obviously planned it out, Tom, but for me it felt incredibly serendipitous. Like the mm. fact that I was like, oh, I've got some downtime. 
I've remembered the computer. I remember before we played, I was like, I pick up the fucking computer. I'm going to browse through it. Um, and to sort of like be presented with the whole guess the password thing and, um, and, and all of that. And then getting in, like I, I had no idea that that was going to unlock this whole, like basically yeah. the whole episode. Yeah. Um, and to kind of just see it happen and then go, oh, okay, this is really fucking cool. And then lean right into it. Um, mm. Because I don't think you said much that whole episode, Tom. Like, I think that's one of the few episodes where you probably speak for 5% of the time sort of thing. Yeah. It's actually, like, almost an entire episode of, of role play just yeah. between me and, and uh, yeah. Dad but and he's more, he's more just, like, ben. guiding Yeah, just the facilitating is, the episode, yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 That was a really cool moment just as, a, as an experience as a player um, for me. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. Tom, what was your favorite bit? Uh, to bring it back around to Brandon, uh, was at the casino when Sawbones came and had a chat with Brandon one on one. Yeah, um, yeah, that was the my favorite. I think favorite bit of roleplay that I was involved. I mean, I was involved in all, all of it, it. I guess <laughs> all of it. Um, yeah, most of but it. But yeah, yeah, I I think because that was, I think that was quite a special moment for that character, um, because somebody was finally giving him the time of day and giving a shit about him. Yeah. And was taking it seriously. Like there wasn't any jokes or anything like that. And it felt like that character needed that to, to get through. Like Sawbones just took it really seriously and was like, well, no, and Hey, we can help you and all of this. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was just beautiful. And um, I remember uh, <laughs> sending a message to Daniel um, and I was like, fuck, man, like that music I put under that uh, Sawbones and Brandon RP section is like the fucking best. It's my favorite. And he's like, yeah, all right, mate, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, mate, you yeah. tell yourself you did a good job. Yeah. yeah. But like, it, but it is. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I really, really love that moment. Um, yeah. In terms of other RP stuff, I guess I'm involved in this too. But uh, anybody who listens to uh, Glass Cannon would know that they use. Uh, flashbacks and stuff and that's where i got the inspiration from uh but the uh, for some reason the 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 astra flashback i love that one too i love it Mm. it's it's my favorite i just love it so much yeah Yeah. that one was very good who wrote that was that you tom or barry yeah yeah, yeah. that was me (laughs) yeah no it was totally tom it came from my uh, my bio yeah, that's it. Like so, it was it was like with you know with yours, Mark, as well. Like it came from your brain, your ideas, and everything. And I just kind of put it into a, a format that would be suitable for the for the pod. You know, made us look good, Tommy. Made us yeah, look you good. did. Hey, you know, um, Dan, lay it on us. There's like the entire reflections episode. Yeah, is just yeah, like that's, landmark. That's some of our best work. <laughs> yeah, if I do sure. say so myself, like it's hard to go past that. But the um, that's the one that Ben was talking about, right? Yeah, With the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. whole lap. I that's think it's like so episode emotional. twenty-seven or something. Like, yeah, just yeah. that whole journey, and especially we go through that. Everyone is exhausted, but then at the end of that episode, when we like we're breaking down the barricade on the door, and the the morning light, like the golden light, <laughs> yeah, starts yeah, pouring yeah, yeah, in yeah. through the gaps. Yeah. It's, that's so vivid in my head as an image. It like it's hard to go past. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. um there's a there's a moment with Burzen and Brandon at the outpost after we kill the zombies 
where they they go to do they go to get some barrels or some fuel or something and yeah. they just have a little interaction um and then anything between Burzen and Leia I thought mm. it was just either a lot of fun or you can like you can see there's real care there between the two characters. Yeah, yeah. the sexual I, I really... tension was thick. You could cut it <laughs> with a knife. Carve that shit you off. Tom, carve off a you slice, and Tom have got a man crush a on each other. Yeah. Everybody knows that. That's no secret. Yeah, that's yeah. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but then also like the the interaction. I said between... one, Dan. One. You've got to have one favorite. You've got to take mm-hmm. mine. I can tell. The, the what's inter- happening here? The interactions between Deacon and his parents. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, that was really well done, Ben. Actually, it felt mm. really fleshed out in your head how the relationships were. Mm. Uh, that was yeah. Tom mostly. I think. I think Tom. Mm. I gave you like just some info. Like I said, he always calls one this parent father. You know, and he yeah. always calls this <laughs> man, and it was like very specific. Yeah. And then Tom was like, "Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I know these relationships." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah. I was actually going to say that it, it was you because I, I feel like you gave me uh, very clear notes and I was like, mm. okay, right. I, I can work with this, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but Sam, it's, it's yeah. always like, just as a side note, it's always uh, really, I get really nervous when I have to do stuff like that because mm. I'm like, is this how they pictured it? You yeah. Know, they're, they're, they're trusting you with it. And it's like, if you, if you don't live up to it, it's like, they're not going to be fully into it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I think it's yeah. less like improv, right? You got a yes and, or if it yeah, really yeah. is out of the box, if it like if it takes you out of the thing, then it, I, I maybe there's a a situation where I don't know for me if I would have been like, hey, could we pause for a second and be like, I feel like there's something <laughs> happening. And yeah. I, I was hoping for a little roll. bit, of, or this is how I pay, I probably would have done that. Yeah. If I it just really didn't think my dad would be like, hi, Ashford. Yeah. <laughs> but I, was, yeah, I, just, I pictured my dad would give me more loot. That's I just feel like yeah. <laughs> my parents had this relationship with me where they give me all the, the cool items that are far above my level. Yeah. I made some bad investments and yeah. I got no more loot left. Yeah, that doesn't sound yeah. like my dad. No, no, no. Can we um, talk about that? <laughs> like so, special special mention to all of the flashback scenes. Yeah, yeah they were all really they were all really they were cool. fun. Yeah, yeah. They, were cool. yeah. they were. It was fun when they started when you didn't know it was going to happen. That was very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and, and the Soulbones one came along and was like, "Oh, finally, <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after hearing Dan's top seventeen favorite yep. um, RP bits, <laughs> there's, hey, there's more. There's more. That, oh, that was Dan. the list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I reckon Sp- mine. Like, space, so spaceship. No, what is it? The oh, psychology 101. Number 18. Psychology no, 101. fuck you. I was just about to say that, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, go on, um, tell us. So I all of the the I mean reflections that's our best work there's yeah. no doubt like all, all of that all that other stuff's really good no it really is that was fucking epic, um, but my favorite episode personally as a player was the space psychology episode early yeah. on and <laughs> part of the reason for it there was there's probably two or three main reasons the first is that I think that was fairly early on in the campaign and mm. I was, I can't speak for everyone, but certainly I was still very uncomfortable with the recording and the podcast and the performing and like all of those sort of elements of the role play. I felt quite self-conscious and, um, and I remember feeling that way for before that. And then we went into that episode and it was one of those examples where we didn't talk about that 
episode beforehand. That was totally like I came in with this idea of wanting to have like a full fucking sit down <laughs> psychology <laughs> thing. And I was pushing it and I could tell for the first like minute or two, like everyone else thought, oh, this is just a bit. We're not actually going to do this here. And I was like, no, 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 we're fucking sitting yeah. down and having a fucking conversation about <laughs> yeah. what happened. And I think everyone sensed it after the first like minute or two. And then everyone was like, oh, cool. Yes. And like I'm leaning into this, like we're going to yeah. fucking build on it and it's going to be cool. And it became kind of a whole episode in its own right. Yeah. Um, and so- there was the like, it was quite a cool conversation. It was quite fun, and the, and everyone leaning into it was great. But it that gave me quite a lot of confidence. That was mm. like a turning point in terms of my own confidence in the recording of the podcast and playing. And I think as a group of of people who were playing kind of with each other, like that was a nice moment where we actually just went, "No, we're going to go for a long bit of role play, and we're going to build on it, and all of those sorts of things." So that for me was a bit of a a turning point. It may not have been the best kind of. RP to listen to or whatever, but it was a it was an important kind of moment I reckon in the podcast. Um, yeah, in terms of how we were communicating and working as a team. I give nice. a shout out to Tom because this is just from like running the game perspective. After that sequence, I remember it distinctly. I think that was the first time anyone ever got a token of inspiration and it was given to you. Um, and that's one of the things where it's like you can have those moments and it feels cool to like to do it but then to have the the gm recognize it and say it out loud like memorialize it with a moment you know and then later on be like oh i'm gonna use this token that i got from that thing that w- that we all felt you know whatever um that's that's i'm just saying like a shout out to tom for for calling that out because that's it's good uh it's like good GM practice, you know what I mean? Because like mm. you, I, 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 I can see how you feel about that moment, but I think it's even more uh, like established when when someone mm. calls it out and says like, "That was awesome. You deserve a thing to like commemorate yeah. it." You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So, what other options for getting off Tabred Minor were there? So the whole like win this ship yep. in a prize competition thing seemed like a long shot. Like, <laughs> it seemed like, like you know, we could have not discovered that or whatever. Like, is there other, um, were there other ways off? Uh, yes. So, there was the one at the convention center. That was real. That ship was definitely yep. there. Uh, there was also one uh, at, there was a, if you had explored a little bit more, uh, eventually you would have found like a luxury house and there would have been like a panic room where mm. there was a uh, like a small one man, a one man like escape vessel sort of thing, um, and that would have been like the the option there. It's like somebody could leave and go and get help and bring it back, sort of thing. That would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah those are the ones okay. that I had written down. So, so it was just those three. I'm mm-hmm. sad that didn't happen. That sounds cool. I love the idea of a split podcast kind of thing where it's like. Mm. Yeah, split the party. You wouldn't know if you if you were if you didn't tune in or to each other. You, like the party wouldn't know if help was coming. Yeah, effort. that'd be that'd be really cool. Kind of kind of yeah. sad that didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how willing were you, Tom, to role play a sex scene between Dan and the Fox? <laughs> what does one mean? <laughs> One means I'm deeply unwilling to do this and I cannot think of anything worse than what's, having to role play a, a furry I'm based I'm slightly sex unwilling scene. to do it. Ten, ten means I've actually already recorded it and uh, I'm uh, publishing yeah. it next week. 
Yeah. <laughs> like and same four. question for Dan. And then for us to listen to it. Yeah. I'd be a one. Like. You'd be a one. Like, no, he see, like, not a sex that. scene, but, like, it was... So, what we can take from this is that Tom's a bit more keen than Dan on, <laughs> on this interaction. Hey, I'm just an open GM. Like, I'm, uh, you know, this if my is, player wants to do something. You got Yeah, you got to listen to what your players are comfortable with and what the what everyone at the table is comfortable <laughs> with. And uh, Dan is not comfortable, which is totally fair. It, you know, I, like, I mean, picked like, up pretty early sex, on that Dan was like, RPGs I am not a furry. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was not into, he was not into Leia, yeah. like, because mm. she was a wolf. I think if Leia was not a, a wolf, wolf or yeah, fox, she, she was, was a fox. fox. Um, I think if she, she was a fox. I think if she was like hum, like more Dan humanoidy, like Lashunta or something, Hungry I think it like might have gone wolf. differently. Yeah. That's yeah. just my personal hmm. feeling, Maybe. though. Well, I'm a ten out of ten for wanting to listen to it, boys. Just for the record, so you know, <laughs> if you ever overcome your your weirdness, hey, Dan, you can you, just you can do it yourself. You've got an audience. You can, you can do your own fanfic situation. Maybe there's an OnlyFans in this. Maybe there's an OnlyFans. I'd subscribe. So Ben. So what we've learned from this is that Mark is a furry, or at least hey, he's no, I'm into, just I'm just wide open, bro. Furries. I just you know I'm, I'm up for anything. It's more that he wants to listen to us, um, yeah. like yeah. you know, yeah. read out a sex scene. Dan, he he likes mm. it. You're aroused by our voices, and that's fine. Yeah, you don't know this, voices. Tom, but I just one track you like and just go to sleep <laughs> to it. Like those deep, velvety tones. You know, <laughs> I actually have All a right, friend who listens a- to the pod. <laughs> Sorry. And he was like, he's like, I'm sorry, Tom, but your voice helps put me to sleep. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's cool, man. No worries. I have a, I have a comforting voice. <laughs> Such a positive spin on you sound boring that you just did then. That was great. <laughs> I've, I've you have a, a comforting I've, voice. I have a, uh, I have a face voice, for radio, so mate. So. Yeah. All right. This is a question firmly for Ben. So as the only player character... To have your character die? It's not true. Who? Who? Dan's character died, right? Well, <laughs> true. The yeah, I know what you mean. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know what you mean. Mid campaign. Mid campaign. Yeah, yeah. This I just question don't want was anyone to forget that finale. Dan failed to. Uh, yeah. no, it's not failure to die. <laughs> I, just thought, hey, I chose to. All right, Let's Dan. Do. Didn't you bring a new character along? You should be level yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hold on. I'll no, just... no, 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 no. Please don't. The... Sorry, sorry, sorry. The question is. Yeah, yeah. What are the pros and cons of being able to start a new player mid-campaign and what is your reflection on your time as Tiny? How did you want to make Deacon different? Uh, well, it's about three con, questions. Yeah, so you're not allowed to make it, yeah. a character as the stepdad of your uh, another player. Um, <laughs> the pros are, pros are you, can, you can kind of re-examine. What I did, honestly, what I did was I examined not what I thought the party needed in terms of uh, like I know that that was said a few times with Dan saying purpose-filled character, but it really wasn't. Honestly, what I did was I kind of looked at well, I mean, the interactions we had. Mechanically, it's what we needed that more than we needed. Like what we really needed was a soldier, right? Like if you really wanted to come in and right, su- right, right. Like, support us that way, no, you would have been a soldier or a sol- what, solarian or something. What what I what I, I just looked at the 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 RP moments and how we how we acted as a as a group, and I felt that Ooh. I. I, I just tried to like kind of take stock of what what I felt was fun and what I felt mixed well a little bit to make it a little easier to slot someone into the group faster. Mm. Um, so I knew immediately like the stuff that wasn't working right. This kind of super moral lawful person felt like it wasn't going to fit. Um, so that was the the pro is that you can you can stop that 
kind of like the cycle and uh, without needing character growth. Um, <laughs> and the con is um, the con is like establishing you. You don't get the you don't get a lot of the stuff that everyone else had near the end um, with saying bye to like Burson uh, or saying bye to other characters or like. Like, I felt like we kind of established some dynamics of, like, friends and stuff. It was really nice. But mm. I think if Tiny was in that scene in the end, it probably would have uh, been more... Uh, it would have been harder, probably, to be like, no, you know, like, don't... You know, the resolutions that you want to have and stuff like that. So I think that's the con is you you, you can't really establish the person was there the whole time. Um, yeah. So that's that's the hard part. But the fun part is, like, you got to create a whole new, you know stuff that you want like new character new stuff new character who dis all that you know yeah that was like i said it on the podcast but the way that you tied in the doomed future thing into the story that was cool oh yeah it was the least was i love least practical uh just in case anyone wants to play a precog least practical one if you're looking at like the list of what you could do as a precog, it's like down. <laughs> I would vote it like lower. There are other ones I thought would be way more cool, but I. But when I read it, I was and by that point we knew something really bad was happening with the flashback image, and yeah. I and so I just it needed to be something that would give him a. I I I was conscious of the fact that after Deacon found everyone there wouldn't be a huge reason for this amoral person to want to stick around. And so yeah. I wanted to have something that connected him to the plot aside from these people are pretty cool, you know, and I, but like, you know, so <laughs> mm. let's hang out. Um, yeah. so that's, that's, that's where I, why I chose that honestly was so yeah. that he wouldn't just like fuck off after. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so like, I think oh, you made I'm some good choices with Deacon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> though, though it, yeah. Ended up being, um, I think he ended up being more involved than I thought he would be. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was actually really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad, like, like in the resolution. final fight, it could like kind of come around and yeah, like just give you that big info dump about the the big bad mosquito and everything because mm. yeah, yeah. no, nobody else would have been able to get that. It's, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was useful. It was, it was nice, and also to get to, like a killing blow on that mosquito thing felt yeah, nice perfect, yeah. man, perfect. Yeah, like, Good. Yeah. Fuck this thing. Like, yeah. You know. yeah. Put, putting the thing that had terrorized you. Yeah, your whole life to to yeah. bed. See that you later. Yeah. This is done. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And on the on the tiny part of the question, would was it? Yeah, you've spoken about it a couple of times already, Ben. But was it almost a relief in some ways? Like you were talking a lot about how tiny didn't fit and how hard it was and all of that sort of stuff. But no, was I, it a relief to kind of work that out? No, I would have rather him leave on his own terms. You know what I mean? Mm. And I would have rather have him die. made like figured out well like the stuff between everyone and the crew like the relationship wise stuff um do you reckon that's what would have happened you would have gone on this like journey of reconciliation uh i don't know i honestly think it's it it it's um it's like you, it's hard to meet people halfway if if you're the only one taking the journey to meet them halfway so it, i think it's more like would would the crew also meet tiny as well because i think tiny was ready to 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 um to step up and be like you know what? yeah i can be pretty sanctimonious about stuff and then but the yeah but the other aspect is like you know I, there, there are a bunch of moments where we're like maybe we shouldn't do this and then we reached like a weird detente which was i won't 
I won't comment on your illegal activities. You won't force <laughs> me to partake in your illegal activities. Like I'm not going to narc yeah. you. But, yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I I think okay. I'd rather have him left. Uh, like you probably yeah. would have left at the end of the thing. Well, he would have stayed for the big fight and all that stuff. But um, you know, yeah. yeah. Cool. So next question. Was it Glonda from the start, or did that come about later in the adventure? Later. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't have the idea of Glonda at the very start when you set out? No, that was something that developed. Like, I knew it was going to be... Uh, like, I knew the disease stuff was going to happen and all of that, but the idea for Glonda came about when, um, I think, well, once Mari started talking about Desna and everything, and um, <laughs> and then, like obviously the introduction of Brandon and all that sort of stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. And then I was, you know, just doing research and all that. And yeah, it came up and so I was like, Oh, this, I think this, this might be a thing. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's cool. So but did you have an idea for the big bad at all? Or you were just kind of. No. Yeah. He was like, he was going to be doing it. Like it was always down to Calderon and, and it oh, was yeah, always okay. Ferrari, you know. Cool. So this next one's probably going to be a long one. Um, it's basically, Tom, can you completely open the kimono on the whole campaign? Um, <laughs> but what threads or hooks did you have out there that we didn't take? What were the big kind of, you know, moments in the campaign or, or those forks in the road that um, we didn't stumble across? No, you guys took you guys took the main things. There wasn't anything else really that was big. Um, really? The only things that you like quote unquote didn't take is that you just went for these things could you have messed around and done other stuff absolutely could you have done some more random deliveries yeah for sure but you didn't you know so i guess yeah uh, that was it i didn't need to plan for a lot of that stuff because you guys were taking the you know you you, you were taking the bait as it were so were you willing to like rp and set up random encounters for some of these other deliveries that we could have taken or would you have hand waved them? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have a... Um, it, with the Fly, uh, Fly Free or Die Adventure Path, they include a whole like delivery system. Um, I took that, expanded upon it and heavily modified it. Uh, and it's like a several page document that outlines like delivery of goods and cargo and all that sort of stuff. I had mm. assumed that you guys might... Well, A, you would move faster and B you would kind of make a few more deliveries and stuff like that um, just to kind of cement your whole delivery sort of situation. Um, and those, the, 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 I guess the locations and the offers would have been based off of the kinds of uh, cargo that you guys uh, would have been delivering. So just to like give a, um, a, a, a quick example of the kind of stuff, um, there was from very high down to low cargo, uh, precious metals, uh, weapons and ammo, vehicles, vegetables, toys and games, textiles, uh, prepared food, wood, precision equipment, plastics, uh, paper products and books, antiques, machinery, live animals, hides and leather, furniture, chemicals, ceramics and glassware, uh, metal ore and minerals and byproducts. Um, that was all like the legal cargo you guys could have taken. In terms of illegal cargo, so you know that bloke you spoke to in the melon market. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. So you could have actually uh, gotten um, like more illegal work. So there was uh, fugitives, 
um, uh, workers, but essentially they would have been um, like slaves. Um, artifacts, uh, general goods, alcohol, drugs, medicine and hygiene products, <laughs> sex toys, uh, and foodstuffs, like controlled foodstuffs. Um, but to get more information on those, you would have had to do a, a check. Uh, say, for example, the workers would have been culture, sense, motive, uh, profession, con artist, or smuggler. And the information is builders going to a better life, but they are paid a pittance and work worked hard. So it's like, oh, yeah, can you transport these workers for us? But then if you like did a check to like get some insight on it, it would have been like, oh, this is actually unlawful. It pays very well, but it's very unlawful, you know? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds kind of like um, people trafficking. That is trafficking. <laughs> it was. It was definitely, 100%. yeah, it definitely really, was. Really not like... You get, say what you will about Burson, but he's not into people. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, but would, I, what I will yeah. say is, like, would this stuff no. wasn't wasted because it helped me build the world in my mind. So even yeah. if we didn't use any of this stuff, like, I don't care because I then understood what kind of world it was. So yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right. Couple of couple of quick fire ones, Tom. Um, how big and how much action did you have planned for the mall before we completely bypassed everything? So just just to remind everyone, we we had been building up to the mall. We'd been, <laughs> yeah. We discovered there was a ship there. It was Shopping. a hell of a journey. There were grappling hooks involved. And then we basically pitched up to the mall, had a squeeze, saw an army of zombies and went, yeah, we might That's just sad. go nah. through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was epic from, from you, Dan. I think it was you, Dan, that came up with that idea. It was but, Ben's um, idea. No, it, was it, was ben. it was Ben's idea. Mm. Sorry, Ben. It's all right. Dan's get, Dan gets enough credit, but <laughs> he does. Ben, but not enough idea. blame. But yeah. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so true. Well, he's had his fair uh, share. Anyway, no, Mark, uh, just uh, yeah, how much action to make this a quick fire question? Um, there was essentially, there was a bandit gang that was holed up in the mall. So had you gone into it and tried to get anything, you would have encountered resistance pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Mm. So. From both okay. zombies and... Bandits. Uh, less so zombies because they would have had the area under control uh, and it would yep. have been you guys fighting actual bandits, which you uh, hadn't at that point in the game, you yeah, hadn't done that's that interesting. much. I mean, the only so, reason so that is interesting. we would have stayed is to get much needed armor. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so we, there was no armor, way of getting this armor munitions. without having a massive <laughs> battle. Yeah. All those loot drops, they would have happened. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for, thanks for bypassing that one. <laughs> yeah, mm. like um, it's funny because we were in the mall and we could have we had access to essentially <laughs> just about anything, and then we left and we're like, oh, we got no money. What? Where? Where could we possibly have gotten the supplies <laughs> we need to assault Santa <laughs> Calderon? Gee, oh, I don't know. right. <laughs> just head back. So, <laughs> so next question. The this is a uh, this is a good one. I've been wondering about this. It's minor detail, but um, as we were driving overland on Tabrid Minor, we came across a, a vending machine or food generator <laughs> in a truck. Yep. We came across a gun store that we tried to get into and failed miserably. Yeah, there was a delivery truck involved as well. Like you were clearly setting us up with little carrots to engage with. Like what? What would have happened if we yeah. engaged with those carrots? We like, uh, well, the vending I mean, machine, nothing. I just thought yeah. it was a funny thing. If it was, you know, it's like a replicator, essentially, like in Star Trek. But it's like, yeah. if no one's maintaining it, what would happen to it? 
who just keeps making food and it's just like <laughs> overflowing i thought it was funny yeah. uh, and it turned into a much bigger thing than i intended uh the <laughs> delivery truck if you had have opened it up there definitely would have been some some loot in there uh we're talking mm. armor upgrades personal yeah. upgrades Fuck. um mm. like all that sort of stuff so no weapons and armor but there would have been like a lot yeah, of like upgrades. items and yeah cool all shit. that yeah. sort of stuff it would have been full of all that um if only someone was shooting store. off random no, uh, no, 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 no. That happened well <laughs> after we'd gone past the delivery truck. Thank you very much. The, okay. Yeah, the, the, the gun store. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, you guys would have been able to arm yourselves up. Not like some crazy weapons, but you probably yeah. would have been able to upgrade each of your weapons and maybe get um, like some, some heavy artillery, some explosives, that sort yeah, of stuff. grenades and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it probably wouldn't have been a fight to the death with the guy inside as well. He probably would have surrendered. So, Yeah, okay. So, Tom, were you happy with the overall tone of the campaign and how pissed off with us were you for our hijinks and our refusal to take things seriously? Um, yeah, I think there was definitely moments where I did get annoyed when you guys weren't taking things kind of seriously. <laughs> uh, certainly, I did. But... I think I managed to ram through enough seriousness. Um, like you, you'll probably actually notice there's a shift after, I think probably like after episode, like maybe like 16 or 18 or something. I start to lighten up a little bit because like I knew like all of this really bad shit was coming um, and I kind of just wanted to keep the world like a little bit darker, a little bit dull sort of thing. A little more grim. Yeah. 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 And then kind of just, you know, ease into it a little bit more. Um. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't be, you know, pissed off and be like, fuck you guys, but was <laughs> I, take, yeah. Take my game more seriously. Was it, was it what <laughs> I didn't happened? want it to like- be grimdark, you know what I mean? But I, I, I would have appreciated, you know, sometimes, like, you know, fewer jokes, yeah. <laughs> Aww. Early on, I think. Fun, please. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. What if we just said no and went, went off and did something else? That would have been a pretty short campaign. <laughs> yeah, thought as much. The other planets that we delivered stuff to, could we have spent more time exploring them? Maybe, but I don't know how much there would have been for you to find there. You know. Yeah, it seemed yeah. pretty hand wavy when we were going through it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, you delivered, so you get this money. Maybe something no, interesting. Like, if you had have done something you get this illegal, money and then you spend. You have to spend like forty percent of it on maintaining the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. Yeah. 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 Um, in the Ferrari fight, was the plan to curse Burzen? And do you mean <laughs> curse Burzen instead of Deacon? A hundred percent. I think he said on Mike he wanted to curse Burzen. No, I thought I I thought I would end up doing that. My intention was not to curse a, any single player. The intention of Ferrari was whoever was giving him the most trouble and was nearby when he decided to do that was that's who he was going to go after. Mm. Part of me assumed that it was going to be Sawbones, but I didn't like, really? realize how up close and personal uh, Deacon was going to be in that fight. Mm-hmm. I must admit, it did feel like when you when we combined the invisibility and the haste circuit and all of those sorts of things, that it was a bit of a Sawbones killer that you designed there. Like all of those are things that would have muted Sawbones' ability to kind of like constantly keep distance and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He had yeah, he had a lot of um 
Uh, he was very mobile and he could do a lot of damage. Yeah, pretty pretty dangerous fight. But yeah, in, in terms of like if I was making a list, I thought, honestly, I thought top of the list would have been Burzen because he had the melee stuff. Mm-hmm. Second would have been Sawbones. And honestly, tied last would have been uh, Deacon and Astra. Yeah, wow. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that it was Deacon because I feel like Deacon had this really, that, that whole sequence we did afterwards to get him uncursed. Like he had this really rich um, backstory to it draw was, from. Whereas yeah. I feel like you would have been thin pickings if it was Sawbones. <laughs> if it was Bones, I never it wrote been, a backstory. It could have been his relationship Shocker. with Barry. Um, just as a, a, oh. a quick little side note there, um, that whole dream sequence thing was uh, uh, Daniel's idea. Good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's always doing, and like this is this comes from like '90s X Men cartoons, but like exploring mm. people's inner psyche, yeah. like physically, like going in there and doing it is something that always interests me. And the fact that you can do that sort of stuff reasonably easily in these kind of games is super cool. Hmm. All so, we needed was a musical episode to really complete the, like, you know, <laughs> the, the 90s the sitcom kind oh, of uh, arc. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. a musical yes. curse. And a, that and would a have been show. fantastic. Yeah, a musical curse. Clip, clip show. show. We need a clip, I feel show. Like this Maybe is this a clip show. This is the clip show. This is the clip yeah. show. <laughs> um, all right, this is pretty specific. In the early campaign, we fought the Spookfish uh, goblins. And oh, uh, the question is yes. Captain Reed, yeah. What would have happened if spook sh- if the Spookfish goblins had boarded and taken the cargo? Would Ferrari still have offered us the planet-killing delivery jobs? There is no way you guys would have lost that fight. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Because they're all little bitches, right? Even they're, though they're, they're goblins. Fancy dogs. It's like- yeah. even like if they boarded you, you still would have wiped the floor with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You were not yeah. losing that fight straight up. Yeah. That's why I was so confused when everyone was like, let's run. I was was just naive. That's from like an RP thing. But just like as an aside, uh, if you had of, then it might have been, you know, maybe you would have been exposed to the true power of Ferrari. It's like you find out that those, Mm. you know, goblins are fucking crucified in the markets of Akaton or some shit. And it's like, oh fuck, who's this guy? You know, yeah. For anyone that goes back, (laughs) yeah. For anyone that goes back to listen to those episodes uh, again. I just want to confess that when we were in that fight, I still did not know how to play the biohacker character (laughs) to the extent (laughs) where I didn't realize that the needles that came out of my needler pistol do actual damage to players. I had just thought they just imparted biohacks. And and so basically I thought I was this weak little like character that only buffed and debuffed. Um, And so that was part of the reason why I, dropped the smoke bomb and turned and, and ran because I was like, uh, I gotta get out of here. I'm <laughs> a I'm a totally like anything here. Yeah. defensive mm. character. Yeah. It was a real eye opening experience when I realized that my bullets actually did damage. <laughs> um, well, because didn't you have the needle needler pistol and another pistol? Yeah. 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 Or a sniper rifle or some shit for a while. I had no. That's right. When I first built my character. Uh, I had the needler pistol and a sniper rifle, and I took a weapon specialization in sniper pistols. So yeah. I fully thought I was going to be playing like a long range character um, that was buffing and debuffing and then sniping. Yeah. Uh, which would have been pretty cool if I'd stuck with it, but um, the sniper mechanic just wasn't 
It's hard to be a sniper in these kind of games though, because like generally the battlefield, maybe it's I don't know. You have to have a kind GM, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's too dynamic as well. Like in order to be a sniper, you really have to like move in one spot and then set up and then shoot. Like so you basically waste two turns before you can shoot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. By that time, you know, you got someone all up in your grill. Uh, all right, next question. How badass were the two clones in the launch pod that Sawbones cracked open in the second to last episode? Uh, they're essentially the fancy boy zombies, but hit harder. Yeah. Mm. Ben. So we could have taken yeah. them. <laughs> could have taken them. Maybe yeah. sure, one or two character just deaths only. Depleted yeah. resources. <laughs> uh, ben, did Tiny have any other names planned for huh. zombie minions? Sebastian and Shelford were very funny. Uh, there are going to be more. The cool thing about that spell is you can um, you can cast it you just keep again. Doing and it. I did yeah. the math and I was like, oh, I can have ten minimum at that level, and then the higher level I got, the more more of them I could have. Um, and it it's was like, like yeah, yeah, it was just going <laughs> to be like a little swarm that we could control, which I was very excited about because I thought like, oh, it'd be so just like to whoever did this to just have to fight an army of zombies too. And then we'd all just be chilling in, in the ship. Imagine them with top hats. That'd be pretty cool. You know, like <laughs> loved, that's, that's loved the whole top yeah. hat spa yeah. bit yeah. Oh, in yeah. the, in the, uh, that was Excelsior. what was the name of the ship again? Opus opulence. Yeah. yeah. Opus opulence. But yeah. Yeah, like every, everything's that a was monocle a good and a top hat. Yeah. Cigars. That was, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's um, very funny. What, what would have happened if Burzen lost his battle outside Leia's apartment? Prison break, baby. Mm. <laughs> oh, that would have disappointment. been fun. Yeah. yeah, that would have been fun. Disappointment. I would have loved to do a prison break. <laughs> he he yeah. would have had to have somehow gotten a message to us that, yeah. like, he was in prison. <laughs> uh, Leia would have told you. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the news. But, uh, hey, Burzen was too busy wrecking those dudes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that fight yeah. went so well for you. Yes, yeah, it really incredibly did. well for me. It was ridiculous. Fire extinguisher right. was amazing. <clears throat> yeah, the fire yeah, extinguisher was... bit was pretty good. Mm, if I do say so myself. <laughs> what was with the black star knife, Tom? Uh, it was cursed. Yeah, because yeah. the the star knife is the weapon of Desna, um, but uh, and uh, the Yosoki priest actually said it to you guys that Ferrari didn't follow any one god. He was actually uh, drawing on powers from multiple ones, and that's yeah. that's why he was Whatever so like, dangerous and volatile. Um, yeah, you know, because like yeah. he had the um, he, there was a Yosoki god that was providing him that invisibility thing. Um, it was like a star knife of Desna, but it had been corrupted, and um, yeah, he had access to certain spells that were like really fucked up. Um, yeah, so essentially, it was cursed, and yes, you could have gotten. Had you taken the time to sit down and actually study it and everything like that, you potentially could have gotten control over it. But yeah, it would have taken time. So mm. all right, you happy with that, Murray? Yeah. What was the plan if we had rammed the biodome? <laughs> uh, you, which ship- was a missed opportunity. I would have enjoyed that immensely. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, your ship would have crashed in the biodome, and uh, you know when I said before about Tabred Minor and differing timelines. Yeah. Um, if you had have gone in through the biodome, whether it crashed or otherwise, there would have been a creature that you would have needed to fight, like a large, 
uh, actually cool. probably Plant a Brassinea creature or something, which um, I would have buffed it up because that was the one that was actually on um, oh, the, the Casinus. planet. Casinus, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was, yeah, what, a week, what's a, a Veracinaea? What's a Veracinaea? Like a is it a plant based creature or is it Yeah it is, yeah. So yeah. it uses like um it's like uses confusion and it draws you towards it and stuff. It's um yeah, pretty nasty. Wow. That would have been cool. Hmm. We we did the sniper one instead. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sniper one was pretty good. That was yeah. fun. I'm, yeah, I'm glad we did that. Uh, Tom, what would have happened if we let the interdimensional gate open? Was that just like game fail? Uh, okay, well, I guess that kind of... Because I don't think there's any questions about this. So in terms of the ship itself and being on the ship, you guys sabotaged the engines. Um, I guess had that opened, it w- essentially it was like a portal to like the plane, like the hell plane. Yeah, and so it would have been like demons and like all sorts of fucked up shit coming through. Um, oh, but like, wow! Yeah, uh, but I think that battle would have taken place at Absalom yeah. if you allowed that to happen. Had you guys right. not shut down the engines, here we go. I'm burying this really cool thing like right in like two hours into this. Mm. Um, <laughs> had you guys not shut down the engines, uh, I had very much planned for uh, episode title: the battle for Absalom Station. Oh, that, that would have been, been and it would have been cool. like an episode of Doom with hell spawn creatures coming out, well, and, and like the zombies and so, well, like so the the there would have been a choice you guys had to make was go like stop the zombies or stop the portal. Yeah, like you couldn't have done both. Essentially, you wouldn't have had time. And so, if you shut down the portal, you're stopping Glonda, you're stopping the demons and everything. But then all of the zombies get down on Absalom, so then you have to go down and help with the defense of Absalom Station. Wow. wow! Yeah. Two th- what do you no, think we would have picked? I feel like I would have picked the hell zombie yeah. thing. I would have been in that camp to stop them. Stop the portal. <laughs> yeah. Stop what the, do you think, Bob? Stop the other dimension from coming through to our dimension. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Mari? Mm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, uh, I would have gone. The um, hell yeah. should not be on Absalom. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fe- seems fairly easy when you say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you agree, well, ben? good thing we <laughs> stopped yeah, the yeah. Uh, the engines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although that would have that um, what you just said, Tom, sounds fucking cool as shit. So yeah, I'm yeah, I feel like we chose the most boring option after hearing those those <laughs> ones. I almost want to go and play that again. <laughs> uh, all right, next question: Did every anyone have any backup characters prepared? My answer is I barely managed to prepare Sawbones before we played, <laughs> so no, I did not have any backup characters prepared. Daniel, keep it I to did. one, please. I did. No, I only had one prepared. One. <laughs> okay, great. I had, I had uh, FRNK646, who is an SRO soldier. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. You could have called him Frank. Ben? Uh, I, did you just whip Deacon out of your back pocket? Yeah. yeah, I got to use mine. Okay. No, I didn't have him, Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, I didn't prep it. I wouldn't have, yeah. Yeah, if I wow. was going to prep a character, I would have prepared a witch warper. Like I was, um, mm. I was seriously considering witch warper versus biohacker mm. when I was setting sawbones up. Uh, and if I, if I, if I did, it would have been a witch warper. Mari, yeah. I did not have a character prepared, but um, I would love to play a Salarian. That would be very fun. Yeah, Salarians yeah. are so cool. Yeah, I'm yet to. Yeah, I want to do it. 
You got to play. Uh, you got to play a beefcake character in your next campaign. I think, Bob. Like, you got to be a. You got to be a killing machine. <laughs> I'm actually really looking forward to my the build for the next one. Yeah, mm. You can really be a killing machine in Star yeah. in Starfinder. Can be an actual <laughs> yeah. machine that kills. Yeah, yeah. Literally an android. It's very powerful. Yeah. Mm. Um. What other mischief, Tom, could we have made on the ship? And I assume this is relating to the ship at the end, the meat ship. The meat ship. Not much. Uh, again, that was part of the, like, that was like a very narrative decision to make it a very simple, single purpose, not expecting a small team to come in and fuck shit up. Mm. But, you know, yeah. like, it really, it really felt like they had a real skeleton crew on board. They did. There was, literally. There was like, like, huh. Yeah, literally. Like the, why, why would they need <laughs> yeah, I meant I did mean that, guys. Um, it's good. Because, like, and I said it, I think I said it on the podcast, like, they weren't expecting anyone to just rock up and start sabotaging shit or fucking shit up. They thought yeah. they were in, in the clear. So, yeah, like, man. There, was, there was a total of, like, maybe less than 20 crew on the ship. And then all of the space, all of the zombies, right? Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like the, I think if you guys did engage in the battle for Absalom Station, um, there was potential for um, uh, like, you know, a space battle happening outside where the um, uh, Eoxian ships try to come to join the battle to drop off troops and like do their part. Um, but yeah, that would have happened as well. Like very Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Battle of Endor type deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Tom, how did you plan for us to get out of the museum? I didn't. What do you What do you mean by this, Mari? Well, we got out of the museum through uh, where we parked the car, like the, the truck, right? And um, that's where we got swarmed and totally yeah. fucked over, right? We lost two of our characters. Yeah. Um, so that was bad. obviously, that was a bad call. So, like, what was the actual... Was there an alternative or was it just our timing was bad or our roles were bad or like it went really badly? All right. If I may direct your attention to uh, my stream. Yep. Oh, this is your hotspot. You'll see the heat map that I uh, was talking about before. Oh, wow. Uh, so as you can see, the Planetary Museum is right in the middle of a red zone surrounded <laughs> by orange, which is then surrounded by yellow. Uh, so, I guess to answer the question, there was no good way out of there. Yeah, yeah. You okay. got lucky getting in there because you drove like over like a bit of an overpass, and mm. yeah. But getting out, very difficult. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the yeah okay. So, just on this, like looking at the map, was there any reason, or did you prepare anything for any of these other locations? Uh, only a, on an as-needed basis, man. Yeah, okay. The zoo. So this is one for all the players. How all did everyone feel about... All <laughs> the players. All the players on the stream. Um, <laughs> how did everyone feel about their character development and arcs? Do you think you finished the campaign a significantly different character to how you started? And I'm going to start with Ben because he literally finished the campaign as a different character to how he started. <laughs> yeah, a little. I don't know. I felt like Deacon didn't have as much 
journey. I mean, like his his main arc was um, realizing that the stuff he was using had like a, a real purpose rather than just weird visions and shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I thought there was some character development there with him. I thought Tiny was on the road to something. I don't know what. Mm. But it would have been fun to see where, where he got. <laughs> it did feel like Tiny was going somewhere, didn't it? Yeah, I think he. Honestly, I think the way, the path it was going was he was getting into like, fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is how you this is how you radicalize someone. You just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was starting to get down to be like, let's just okay, I, if we're murdering stuff, let's murder it all. Like fucking, you know, it would have been a different Tiny. I think I don't know. Full terrorist. Yeah. terrorist mode i don't know jeez i think um for sawbones i i don't know how you guys felt but i i don't think sawbones had a huge arc like i feel like sawbones was quite a consistent mm. kind of baseline character almost through the whole thing like definitely got more confident and definitely um definitely kind of was in his pocket through the whole campaign, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think I, I think he knew his place and he was um, he was playing it. But I don't think I don't think Sawbones had a huge kind of character development and arc. But I, I kind of didn't mind that at all. Like, I feel like if we're all on these massive journeys and all sort of doing our own thing, um, that might have been hard. I, I kind of liked that Sawbones was fairly kind of reliable and predictable through the thing. I don't know if that came across to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. he was he was the rock. Right, mm. he um, and he was the mediator in most circumstances, where yeah. like other people might have, like there might have been tensions between other characters, but he was always like very neutral, yeah, and generally um, very positive, yeah, mm. yeah. I really liked Sawbones. <laughs> Sawbones is good. I'm a mm. fan. Um. Mari, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Astra's arc? Um, I think I think I would have liked her to have been more assertively good after the Tiny thing. Um, I think to begin with, once Tiny died, I, I had made the conscious choice to be the voice of good um, and the the person that keeps the team on the right track. And I feel like I kind of lost that after a few episodes. Um, so I think I would have liked to have pushed that slightly more. Um, I think she did become more assertive and more sure of herself. She definitely sure became more surf. assertive. Yeah. yeah, she was a bit of a, like, yeah, closed mouth beginner and didn't say very much and, yeah, told Burson what she thought of him a lot, uh, which she would not have done in the beginning at all. Like, that was yeah. definitely not something she would have – she couldn't have done that. That was, yeah, against what she thought. It was very much an internal monologue for that sort of stuff. So – yeah, I think she had a, a fair amount of character growth. Um, I think she had a very emotional journey out of everybody. Um, she got attached to all the other characters a lot more than I think Sorbo's or, or Burson did. Yeah. Um, like Tiny, yeah. Tiny That's was. Not true. <laughs> well, at, at least from from Astra's point of view, it sort of kind of felt like is that okay. you know she got really emotionally attached to you know. Burson was was you know the father figure, and then Tiny was her voice of reason, and and um, Brandon was you know her sort of spiritual little brother that she was trying to get on the right track, and all these people in her life that she's trying to like 
respond to after losing her parents. Like she mm. felt really emotional about that sort of stuff. So um, she definitely had an emotional journey, but whether or not that was um, a developmental arc, probably, I think so. It, didn't, it just didn't kind of go where I thought it would. So, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel like, um, I feel like Sawbones and Astra didn't have enough time together, if you know what I mean, in the, in the, um, in the campaign. Like, it would have been quite cool for us to actually play with that dynamic a little bit more because Sawbones yeah. is so anti religious anti like yeah just didn't so scientifically rooted and astra was so the opposite like we probably could have lent into that a little more um yeah the campaign yeah yeah that would have been interesting opportunity yeah what about you dan um yeah i mean because the the way i was trying to portray burzen was like there's a lot of bravado yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, this doesn't phase me. I'll get through this. I've seen tougher things, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then when when Tiny and Brandon died, it kind of broke him a little bit. And he became really unsure of himself. Because like Saren, Ray's, Saren Ray was a big part of his childhood. And one of her, one of the key tenets there is redemption. So then... I like I really I thought he was really just looking for redemption through like all of the mistakes he's made through his life to that point which is part of why he was so quick to like push to push Astra out of the way and take that responsibility as like a way to redeem the the choices that he's made mm and like he again, he wasn't he wasn't about to lose another, you know, compatriot. I guess. Mm. Was, um, I do really like what you did with Burzen in that in those few episodes after uh, Tiny died and Brandon died. Like the the way there was like some real tangible self doubt, and you even took like a voluntary yeah, like debuff condition. to yeah, yeah. shaken that's right which i really really liked it felt like you were leaning right into that yeah mm. well because i don't know it's just a way of kind of i don't know modeling in some ptsd from his past yep. experiences yeah yeah i don't know like i just my from the start i just i wanted him to have this history that like wasn't all roses but he still yeah. has people he's connected to. So, like, he's been through some shit, but he just tries to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Well, so they're the questions from the crew. Um, yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's, that's about it. So we got through your questions, got through fan questions. So that, uh, that wraps up season one. Of, yeah. uh, of Star Raiders, end of uh, in an terms era. of yeah, well, an end of end of an era, yeah. So it's a year and change, um, mm. well, about a year and a half in terms of actual recording, in terms of releases, yeah, about a, a year and a little bit. Uh, so one of the things was season two. Now, yes. Uh, well, there. Uh, what what I will say is, 
anybody who listens to you know the arcane focus network or anything uh knows we got we got a lot going on and we try to produce a lot of stuff um and i guess creating something like star raiders is actually a significant time investment um and it's been amazing over the past year i wouldn't change a thing uh however over the next six to 12 months we're actually going to be launching uh two new shows uh ben is going to be running what's my role season two campaign two and daniel is going to be running uh, a brand new pathfinder second edition show of moons and men Uh, i'm going to be playing in both of those and so recording and doing a, a a third show isn't quite in the schedule at this point in time. Uh, additionally, all of us have lives outside of this. Uh, we don't get paid for this. We, <laughs> it's something we do for fun. Um, and so I, I mean, there, there was always a plan for a star Raiders season two. And I mean, you guys know what it is, um, what the concept Indeed. is. And, you know, yeah, uh, Mari even started building her character. Good Mari. Good. Thank Good you. job, Murray. You I've did taken your homework. Notes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 fact is, uh, we just can't juggle that many shows. So uh, I'll take this opportunity to say that Star Raiders is going on a little bit of a hiatus for probably minimum of six months, and it will return in the future. Uh, in the meantime, we have a bunch of one shots that we have recorded. Um, in playing in the Starfinder system that we are going to release over time. And as well, we're in the meantime, we're just going to use the the channel for, you know, experimenting a little bit, uh, trying out uh, again, just some one shots, some official published ones, some homebrew ones. Um, yeah, just, just all sorts really. Um, yeah. So the feed will stay live, um, you know, stay tuned. But in terms of uh, another long campaign, it's it's going to be a little while before uh, something uh, kicks off about that. But uh, that being said, definitely check out the uh, the other two shows. Uh, we're going to be probably launching them ideally early next year, uh, early 2023, which mm-hmm. is um, you can find info for both of those on uh, the Arcane Focus Network uh, website. So, yeah. Now, if you don't like what you just heard, and you want <laughs> Starfinder and Star Raiders to, to continue immediately. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get on Twitter. <laughs> or uh, Twitter is probably the easiest. If it's, uh, whatever. If it's still around. Yeah. yeah. yeah if Elon Musk hasn't <laughs> driven it into uh, the ground aggressively. Or Reddit. Uh, or or Facebook. Fans? And I want you to communicate with us <laughs> and tell us uh, a quote Tom's wrong. Star Raiders hashtag must Tom's go wrong. on. Hashtag <laughs> bring back Star Raiders. Now, if you do that, <laughs> if you do that, I guarantee you, uh, we will, we will, we will adjust this timeline. So get in there, mm, good. comment and share it. Bring it out. Uh, the more people that that listen, the more people that talk about it the the more we feel like there's there's a community that we're building here and we'd like to engage with it so and a big thank you to everybody who wrote questions here and sent them out that it touched all of our hearts it, it was it was wonderful to see 
and um and to see people listening and engaging with yeah. it's already beautiful yeah uh, but i want you to prove tom wrong uh get, <laughs> that, get that campaign earlier <laughs> Sid. And tell, yeah. him, yeah, tell him how wrong he is uh as listeners, you have the power <laughs> absolutely bring it back mm. well um well thanks guys for sticking around for that uh for that three hour chat Mm. It was uh yeah it was it was great just to kind of hang out and record and you know just without the structure of an episode there it was uh, it was quite nice thanks everybody no for roles. yeah I'm no having, like issues with a hand here I just I was about to, like, to reach for a dice. dice but I can I don't have any here <sighs> I love rolling um, all away yeah. <laughs> so before we go just sage. want to say a really big thank you to everybody who's been listening uh, we look at the. Uh, we look at the stats for the podcast and we can see the people are listening and enjoying the show. Um, we're really glad that you do. And uh, yeah, if there's something in particular you like about it, yeah, just write in, let us know what you liked. Uh, we always love to hear feedback. Um, but otherwise, thanks for being a really supportive community. Mm, and thank you. as well, thank you to you guys as players for being awesome and no, no, thank uh, you, making Tom. this show a success. <laughs> I'll stop it. <laughs> oh, you. But... Um, I think that's about it for our for our wrap, and uh, we will leave our episode there for today. <laughs> mm. oh. Thanks, guys. Whoa, that last oh. one. Oh, for, see, wow. for season one. Season yeah. One. Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com.